This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, the elder of two Eric's. In today's game, we'll be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Josh and Tipsy Dan versus Benchwarmer... <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm going to read it like this because autocorrect is great. Benchwarmer Luke and returning player Tim Gevick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the bench, Mr. Gevick. It's been a very long time since you've been on, so why don't you take a minute to remind us of things that you didn't tell us about last week. I'm back, baby! <laughs> It's been one full week, so uh, this time I'm actually prepared. I actually, you know, went through all my calisthenics earlier in the day because I knew I was going to be on here tonight, so I, I really feel like I'm going to do well, much better than my uh, my previous, all my previous times on here, I should say. Yes. Through the magic of editing, it's been two weeks. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It felt yeah. like a week. Actually, I think it's actually going to be three weeks, but, you know, who's going? <laughs> well, the emergency third quarterback that was dressed in, in the tunnel was ready for us last recording. So That beer-drinking goalie. That's who I am. <laughs> it's the life. That and bullpen catcher, those are the lives. Make a salary, don't play the games. Well, Luke, um, how are you doing? And let us know what you and Tim's name is going to be. Is that Luke as in Skywalker or Luke as in one of the Dukes of Hazard? That's just mm. oh, I think they're spelled yeah. the same. I, I think they are. Yeah. Luke is in the guy from um, is in the rapper Uncle Luke. Is no uh, lost on this audience, man. <laughs> Marcus, where's Marcus when I need him? <laughs> Eric, Eric, the, those crickets you hear are yeah. The, Sorry. Are the old guys forgot, listening. To forgot my mind. audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm good. I'm I'm very good. I'm happy to be teaming with Tim. I think this is our first time teaming together. Is it true? I think we've been one other time. One okay. other time, I think. Okay. Well, I didn't have a very inspirational team name suggestion, but I but I did decide since we just got through the holidays that we would do something that sounds Hallmark movie-esque. And tonight we're going to be a deluxe Thanksgiving. Wow. This is this a uh, combination Hanukkah Thanksgiving <laughs> Hallmark exactly. movie? Exactly. Why not? That's a, that sounds like a great family fun. Spin the <laughs> dreidel in the gravy. Uh, all right. <laughs> Deluxe Thanksgiving. And we will kick it over to Josh and Dan. How are you two doing? And and what's your team name going to be? You just broke my brain with that. <laughs> well, it's not really that difficult today. I, I'm, I'm, I'm filling in the role of Marcus tonight after having a few drinks before we came on today. Um, just getting it out there and just in case it never comes up for the rest of the game. You know, I've had a couple today, but no, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm te um, teamed up with Josh now and I was supposed to be teamed up with Josh last week when we uh, did this, but I ended up with Geving last time and you know how well that went by the time you've listened to this. And um I also teamed with Josh within the last week and we used our team name already. So Josh has had to do some, uh, some um, throwing around of stuff to trying to come up with a team name for us, but he's been able to do it. So we're just going to throw it on over to him because you know what? Hey, I'm doing great. <laughs> well, as you heard, we, Dan and I teamed up not too long ago. You would have heard that episode 
two weeks prior to this one when we were whiskey should taste like whiskey. Um, but and along those lines, uh, Dan and I are both fans of a particular whiskey, um, that being bourbon. Uh, not that we dislike other whiskeys, but you know, bourbon is pretty awesome. So today we are going to be bourbon for brunch. It's Sunday. We can have brunch. And we can have bourbon. Well, that's an everyday thing, but yes. And you're against the spicy pickle whiskey. We, I thought we'd left that behind. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not doing that again. We are not going down that route. <laughs> All right. Duly noted. Well, we're in for a fun one today, so without further ado, let's kick it over to slightly more sober Dan for the rules. Only slightly. Only slightly. It's been three and a half hours. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Today's first quarter will be pre- and post-game. Pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be four before- and after-style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. That actually sounded like the Knight Rider theme. <laughs> yes, it definitely did. Which which five listeners will know what you're talking about. Well, I was gonna say it actually sounded somewhere between Knight Rider and Airwolf, actually. And if you know Airwolf, that's like three three listeners. Okay, go on, sorry. There's also a beat on a Timberland and Magoo song. If you guys want to hear another reference you won't get. All right. <laughs> I've heard of one of those guys. Magoo? Is that what you said? Yes. The blind guy that was played by Jim Back is the millionaire, That's, wasn't he? Uh, yes, Mr. Magoo. Magoo. Yeah, Mr. He's Magoo. Not yeah, we all knew that one. But... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Say Timbaland, though, and we're like, what, yeah. the boots? Well, we look a lot closer to Mr. Magoo than we do Timbaland. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right. Question number one. This 2013 NHL Hall of Fame inductee played for four different franchises in his extremely extensive career while also owning the record for most postseason losses in a career and is a two-time Super Bowl winning defensive end with the New York Giants who holds the record for the most forced fumbles in a season with 10. Okay, we're going to check in. All right, the deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in. So bourbon for brunch? You guys can talk it out. Yes. All right. Yes. Your spending isn't my, good. My spending isn't good. Um, <laughs> I think, but yeah, I think you're right. I started it with Chris Chelios and I think OCU Minora is probably, probably it from that. That makes complete sense, right? If he was a DN for the Giants and when you have Chelios. Played forever. Yeah. For a bunch of different teams. Yeah, I like uh, Chris Chelios, OCU Minora. Yeah. Let's check in with that. All right, and Deluxe Thanksgiving? 
That's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you. Sorry, I, I said <laughs> giving. That's what I meant. So, yeah, we, uh, well, first I thought maybe Strahan or Tuck, and I didn't really get, I didn't get the first half at all. Uh, but then David came across, I think, Chris Chelios. I said, well, then how about O.C. Yuminera? So we went with Chris Chelios, Yuminera. Both teams will be receiving points. Indeed, the correct answer was Chris Chelios, Yuminera. I Chelios had too much to list. I just picked the one thing that made him that was slightly different. Um, but uh, O.C. Yuminera has is tied with Charles Tillman and Robert Mathis uh, in 2010. He forced 10 fumbles in that season, and he won Super Bowl 42 and 47. Question number two. This former MLB Steel King was part of one of the most lopsided trades in MLB history when he was traded for Ernie Brolio and is also a former Minnesota Viking defensive tackle who's a one-time UFC heavyweight champion that was eliminated by Bobby Lashley at this year's Royal Rumble. We can check in. All right, and very quickly, a deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in, leaving the Bourbon for Brunch boys to talk it out. It's going to be Lou Brock Lesnar. That's, that's what it is. We can check that in. All right, and deluxe Thanksgiving? Well, as a Cub fan, this will always be stuck in my brain, so... That's what we had. That's exactly why I checked in so fast. We had Lou Brock Lesnar. Both teams are receiving points. Um, not exactly the most complicated uh, pre and post game I've ever written, but uh, I do love me a Lou Brock fact. And the Cubs were tired of his stalled development, and the Cardinals were looking for speed. And so at the time, it made sense because Ernie Brolio had won 18 games two years in a row. And historically, it does not make sense. So. And then Brock Lesnar is Mr. Sable. I'm one of the few people on earth who has seen Brock Lesnar play in an NFL game. I, uh, wow. I was at a preseason game against the Niners. Oof. Oof. Saw him play. I was actually not sure exactly which of the former Vikings who became uh, wrestlers, because don't we have a couple? Wasn't Roman Reigns? <laughs> they, they played each, they, they faced each other in at the, uh, at uh, WrestleMania last year, there. Well, what what position was Roman Reigns though when he was a? Do you know? He probably wasn't a D tackle. I thought he was in the fifties somewhere, so maybe a linebacker. He looks more like a linebacker. Yeah, Lesnar. Lesnar could have, in theory, been on either side of the line. All right, on to question number three. This former Michigan quarterback was a two sport failure professionally, with a one eleven career batting average and a sixty four point two passer rating in nine games unlike the Michigan QB he backed up, who is also a former heavyweight boxer who won his first title, beating Floyd Patterson in 1962 at Comiskey Park for losing back-to-back fights with Cassius Clay and Muhammad Ali and being immortalized in one of the greatest sports photos of all time. We're going to check in. All right, Deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in. And bourbon for brunch. You can talk it out. So the second half here, so that that picture was Ali standing over Sonny Liston, right? Yeah. Um, trying to think of something, son. Um, oh, you know who it probably is? Drew Henson. That makes more sense. And I, I think he was a two-sport guy and not successful in either, in like you said, in the pros. 
that makes a lot more sense. I think that time frame works works better for Denard, than Denard Robinson. Does. Yeah, I think Robinson's too too far into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that one. All right, we're gonna check in with Drew Hensunny Liston. Okay, and Deluxe Thanksgiving. Would you have? Yeah, I mean, I, we went front to back on this one. I remember Drew Henson because he he signed his baseball contract with the Yankees to to basically forego football, and he just stunk up the joint. So yes, Drew Henson, he listed. Yet again, both teams are receiving points. The correct answer was Drew Henson, he listed. So yes, uh, Henson, a whopping one eleven average with one hit. Uh, for the New York Yankees, he backed up Brady for a couple years at Michigan until Brady graduated. Um, played in 2000, I think until 2003, and then was drafted in the sixth round and backed up the Cowboys and was awful and was a more Minnesota Viking practice member, just, just, just so you know. I actually don't remember that, but so you're saying he had one hit, so he only had nine at bats. One hit and nine at bats, but he scored three runs. Um, so hmm. must have been a good pinch runner. I guess. Aha had a one hit too, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, he is the chumbawamba of baseball. <laughs> hey, that sounds like me today: a whiskey drink, a vodka drink, <laughs> lager drink, a and lager a drink, drink, and a cider drink, <laughs> and a fireball drink. <laughs> oh, that's that's wrong. Is that the songs that remind you of the better times? I don't remember the songs actually right now. <laughs> All right, on to question number four. This former Bengals wide receiver and short lived sporting Kansas City player is also the 2011 MLB stolen base leader that spent time with the Indians, Red Sox, A's, and Royals, and who was famously benched for Jacoby Ellsbury in the 2007 ALCS. Okay. We will check in. All right. A deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in. So for the last time this round, at least, bourbon for brunch? You can talk it out. Okay. So this is Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco. Right. For the first part. Correct. So then the question is, who was... I remember when this happened. I just don't know if I can think of who it was. Is this a ranger? It's got to be a ranger, right? Uh, he spent time with the Indians, Red Sox, A's, and Royals. Okay, never mind then. I should have read that part. <laughs> I Eric eated that one. I don't know who this is. Coco Crisp? Could that be it? It could be. That's right. That that's those yes. those teams work out right. Yeah, that works with Ocho oh my Cinco. Gosh. Did he just do? Did he just do Chad Ocho Cinco Coco Crisp? I think he might have. I applaud you, sir, if that's it. Is that what you're checking in with? Yeah, we'll check in with Chad Ocho Cinco Crisp. Okay, and a deluxe Thanksgiving. What did you guys have? Yeah, well, I came up with Coco Crisp fairly quickly, but by the time I sort of was as I was staring off into space, by the time I looked down at the chat, Mr. Geving here had the whole the whole thing. Yeah, so we also checked in with Chad Ocho Cinco Crisp. Peering for a blistering four days in sporting kansas city blues and named after uh characters on a coco crispy cereal box the correct answer is chad ocho sink coco crisp just rolls off the tongue doesn't it that one is beautiful that is way <laughs> better than 
dear Michael Finley, you, you maybe have, uh, maybe I'll let you off the hook a bit. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was, uh, I don't know why Coco Chris popped into my head, but then when I'm like, I have to fork him into a question and spoon, spoon him. I was going to say spoon, a spoon. Him into a question. spoon would be the way to do that. Not fork. You're right. <laughs> Ooh, Gavin, what you got going there? Little four roses. Ooh. No, I don't have to have more. I do not have to have more. No, you don't <laughs> yes, have you do. to. But you no, can. I'm, I'm, I, no, I, I have to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm not. No. You know what they say, Dan? You can't drink all day unless you still keep drinking at night. <laughs> I don't think anyone says that. No, they don't. I think Tim just said that, so I think <laughs> it's been said. Right. <laughs> you know what they say, where they is the Geving family. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long lineage. I mean, it, it's, right. we, it's right. I mean, remember, his seven-year-old soccer team is the Fireballs. We are the Fireballs. All right. And I, I wish I could take you know credit for that, but I, don't, I mean, I, that's not what – I did not suggest that. That, that's responsible of you to not suggest that. Every time we win, I just they just bring me the bucket of fireball. <laughs> they dump it over your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you imagine how sticky that would be? Oh, that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess I should recap the scores here, but they're relatively easy to keep track of. After the first quarter, we have a score of 100 to 100, and I'll let you guess which one I named first. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's second quarter will be Flop, Turn, and River. Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. Flop Turner River, or as we like to now call it, I found an interesting fact and built a question around this person. That All right. Like, that sounds like a David Lux way of writing a question right there. <laughs> I got it from Walling. I got it from Walling. This is my fault. My bad. Yeah. All right. Let's start. Question number one. Who am I? Clue number one. I was born in 1987, and my career has lasted 19 years so far. Number two. I was diagnosed with a growth hormone deficiency at age 10. When my club reneged on their promise to pay for treatment, I moved overseas to the team that would make me famous. Clue number three, I'm the only player in history to have multiple penalty attempts saved in a World Cup. Another fun way to play this game is figure out which clue I 
found to, decided to build a question around the person. It's clearly three. <laughs> it's definitely three. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. I, I know from writing these, it's definitely it's, three. It's number right. one. Right. <laughs> he, was, he was going. He, he came across a list of people born in 1987, and he went, it's like, "Whoa, wow. wait a tick." All right, we're gonna check in. Whoa. Well, it's the 1987 thing. It was. <laughs> Should have just stopped there. In a reversal of fates, bourbon for brunch has checked in first. So, deluxe Thanksgiving. You guys can talk it out. We don't want to. All right, soccer guy. So only player in history to have multiple penalty attempts saved in a single World Cup. Okay, so my only thought is this might be messy. Really? I just think I remember hearing about that in the World Cup, but I mean... Well, so let, wait, so let's do the math on this. He was born in 1987. So whoever this so, person is, they're... 35. 35, 30, 34, 35. 35, 36, yeah. So that's so, probably about how old Messi is. Right. So that means at 16, his career's lasted 19 years so far. So that means they were they went pro at 16, right? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. That's oh, oh no. Wait, they're 34, 35 now. So seven. Yes, yeah, something like that, maybe 17. So well, okay. So so for starters, we know he's Argentinian. And right, which would mean and which, overseas, that's why right? I can't see that's why I can't be like Ronaldo, right? Because he's not overseas. That's right. That's true. What do you know about the do you know anything about the growth hormone deficiency? No. I mean, it's possible. I've never heard that about him, but then again, I don't really pay that close attention to soccer. So the, it's got to be somebody from like Brazil or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Or Argentina or, you know, it can't be any of those European players because they don't, they wouldn't come right. They wouldn't come for fame to Argentina or Brazil playing professionally. It it kind of makes sense. And I, I, I vaguely remember something about the penalty attempts with him that he has, that he's bricked it. Um, but he's also had a lot of opportunities. Right. And so I'm just trying to think of other people that it could be that have been playing for that long. But here's the other thing. It says so far. So that means he's still active. Oh, good point. Good point. All right. It's messy. I think you're right. I mean, that would be, yes. I I, I mean, Walling does go pretty deep when it comes to soccer players, but I think whoa, that given whoa, that it's whoa. a who Did am you... I. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I I told you do you just do it all the time. Do you do it on purpose now? No, I, I really don't. Do like... I don't. I, 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 <laughs> I do it and then I get embarrassed about it every time. That's the problem. Uh, oh, so God, and then you did it again. You just did it again. <laughs> just stop already. All right. So uh, yeah, you want to go with? Let's yeah. go. Let's wanna, do. All right, we'll yep. check in with Messi. All right, and bourbon for brunch. Yeah, I have to credit one of the podcasts I listen to, which is the NPR Embedded podcast, which did a whole run on Argentina and. Mr. Messi, um, and he certainly had all of these facts about him. So we also checked in with Lionel Messi. Right before I uh, state the final or the actual answer, clue number four, I hold the record for the most goals scored by any player with any one club with 672. And clue number five, I was awarded the Golden Ball at the 2022 World Cup for my performance, leading Argentina to the title. Correct answer was Leo Messi. Yeah. So fun fact, he played for a very uncomfortably named Newell Old Boys uh, when he was starting. He They didn't want to pay for his treatment, so River Plate 
he wanted to go play for River Plate, which was like his favorite club growing up. And they were like, hey, we're not going to pay that thousand dollars a month for your growth hormone treatment. So we went to Barcelona and they probably wish that they would have ponied that up now. Oh, man. He might have found his way there anyway. I think right? he probably would have found his way to one of the European leagues oh, anyway. Yeah. Yes. On to question number two. These are all going to be who am I's, by the way. So just get that out there. Question number two, who am I? Clue number one. I was a 2011 Arthur Ashe sports scholar. Go ahead and check in now. <laughs> um, clue number two. I broke Texas State records in multiple hurdles events and was named the Gatorade Texas Boys Track and Field Athlete of the Year as a junior. Question number three. I was the first starting quarterback in the NFL born in the 1990s. All right, we're going to check in. All right. Bourbon for Brunch has checked in. Um, so with whatever few seconds that you have... Um, Deluxe Thanksgiving. Tell me what you'd like to do. Yeah, David, I think you're right. Let's go with it. I think it is RG3. I mean, yep. he went to Baylor, Texas school. I mean, that age seems about right. I mean, that Arthur Ashe you won in 2011, that puts him at 21. I'm trying to think when he led the now. All I can tell you is I know he I know he did track because I roughly follow those things. And 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 to find a quarterback that fat, it's got to be him. We'll, we'll check in with RG3. That's it. That's okay. it. I'm good. Yep. Okay. okay. And bourbon for brunch. What'd you have? I worked backwards from the 2012 draft to being born in the 1990s and then played right away. And then Josh said, I think RG3 was a track athlete. And that made all the sense in the world. So we decided to go with um, Robert Griffin III. And we checked that in. Well, I have some more fun facts about this person. Clue number four, I won the Big 12 Conference and NCAA Midwest Championship in the 400-meter hurdles before I ever threw a pass at my school. And clue number five, I was the 2011 Heisman Trophy winner and currently apply my trade as color analyst for ESPN College Football Coverage. The correct answer was Robert Griffin III. Point Saw him on the Pro Bowl games today. Oh, I did not watch that. Oh, it was great. It was seriously they they're on to something here. This is this is out, it's outstanding. As long as they have the um Eli and Peyton doing the the, the coaching. <laughs> uh don't ask don't say that to Josh Jacobs. He did not agree. Did you see what he said yesterday? He said this is stupid. Oh, he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was incredible. Ha has he ever seen an actual Pro Bowl from the past? It's the same <laughs> thing. I actually those saw are somebody more, get... Those were more stupid. I agree. I agree. I can't. I mean, and how because perfect are the They meetings? were playing I mean, basically touch football to begin with. Agreed. And then, But then they, they did the kick-tack-toe today where they were the... The, the long snapper, the kicker, and the punter hitting a gigantic tic-tac-toe board. Awesome. It was outstanding. I loved it. I can't, hey, I'm going to watch this when, I get to, when we're done here. I can, only, I can only tell you I hear all these stories about how I guess it must have been the 60s, so even before my time when the Pro Bowl actually was meaningful and it was supposed to be great. And it's just it's been a, it was a steady decline. You know, when, once when they, you started having multi-million dollar contracts on the line, exactly. it became, we're not Ex actually going to hit anybody. Exactly. When these yep. athletes started being worth millions and millions, they're like, yeah, they're playing for nothing. 
then right. yeah, forget it. Well, at least yeah. it's better than an NHL All-Star game because that skills competition I saw on Friday night was horrendous. I could not believe what I was watching. There was some stupidity there. The one where they were doing like skits and stuff. It was weird. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Okay. We should go. <laughs> the NFL on. has I, leaned into this. And I didn't understand. Great. They they can. They, uh, so tell us about RG3. <laughs> oh, this, this is good. I was hoping to spark Pro Bowl discussion. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So. <laughs> Success. Yeah. Little did you guys know I had that planted in there. All right. Um, question number three. Who am I? Clue number one. I am an Olympic gold medalist. Clue number two, my uncle Paul was the Georgia district attorney who prosecuted Ray Lewis during his double murder case. Clue number three, I shared the McDonald's All-American Game MVP award with J.R. Smith. Hmm. You forgot to give us a year. I did not forget to give us a sport. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? I got a theory. I got a theory that tonight's going to be a good night. No, that's a feeling. Sorry. Um, the part that's funny is that that song was played, you know, in circa like so let's say 2010, all the way through about 2018, when we were going to about 15 bar about mitzvahs a year. That song is like one of those comp because they say Mazel Tov in the song. Chill right. up my cup, Mazel, Mazel Tov. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's the line. <laughs> yeah. Look at him dancing. Just take it uh, off. Oh, I thought it was, uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got a little less than a minute. We'll paint the town and shut it down. Shut it down. Tear off the roof. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that song a few times. <laughs> My vocoder here. <laughs> I got nothing on this, Josh. I'm sorry. Wait, I think we need another clue. Yeah, I think we do too, they're, which means they're going to get it. Well, it's David, so of David course. Does. Yeah. All right. Well, Bourbon for Brunch is taking another clue. So you have about 15 seconds to talk it out, Deluxe Thanksgiving. We can't really talk it out because we're going to give anything away. So do right. you, well, decide. Do, do you. Um, I'm good with you. Let's, I'm, all, I'm all in okay. with you. We're good. All right. We're going to roll the dice. We're going we're gonna to check in. All right. Deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in. Uh, clue number four, during my rookie year, I became the youngest player to average a double-double, the youngest player to average 10 rebounds a game, and the youngest player to record 20 rebounds in a game, starting all 82 games my first year out of high school. Yeah. Yeah, I think you had it with your, I didn't see it after the mid-2000s comment, but yeah, I think Dwight Howard fits all of that. It does. All right, we'll check in with Dwight Howard. All right, and Deluxe Thanksgiving? Yes, so I was trying to remember because J.R. Smith, we were trying to remember exactly when J.R. Smith would have been coming out because he was one of those guys that was not a sure thing for the NBA, but he decided he was committed to UNC and just then just turned pro. And I vaguely remember that he was co-MVPs with Dwight Howard only because Dwight Howard, who there was really not that much conversation about him, going to college was also going to go up to UNC and that didn't happen either. So, uh, but yeah, we, and remember Dwight Howard was from Georgia. So we figured maybe his uncle is uh, his uncle, Paul is the Georgia DA who prosecuted Ray Lewis. It almost made sense. Although I didn't remember that specifically. So we also checked in with Dwight Howard. All right. And clue number five, 
since you guys didn't want to use it, but it's a good one. I currently play for the Taoyuan Leopards in China, who I joined after my third stint with the Lakers ended at the end of the 2021-2022 season. It is Dwight Howard. So points, points, points. Well done, I, David. Well done. I do have flavor text for Dwight Howard because when I was reading about him today, I chortled at this fact. Dwight won a defamation judgment against Royce Reed, one of his five baby mothers and a star of Basketball Wives, in 2010, and he sought $1 billion in damages. <laughs> Wait. Because the couple's paternity agreement included a $500 fine for each time she mentioned him in public. Not besmirched him, just said his name in public, and it cost her $500. And I don't think he got a billion, but he did win the defamation lawsuit. How many times did she say his name? Boy, that <laughs> poor girl I'm not sure you, Josh. I'm not Josh, sure you can do, say do the math on this. Hold on. Hold on. At this time, at this point in time, this. just start calling him baby daddy. Like, come on. Stop <laughs> saying his name. That'd be two million. That'd be two million times. I, I could do this. We could like, do this in our heads. That two million times, right? Hey, we could do it in our heads. Yeah. I have a calculator. I wanted Josh to use no. his calculator, though. The TI-83 83 baby. I worked it up on the abacus. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it's Josh, I want to need to see your cover and see what's on the back side of that, because I imagine there's probably a bunch of uh, you know cheats and whatnot. Oh, you got to slide it out. It's got the yeah, quadratic equation. Yeah, so, Wally knows what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah. This is the first time the quadratic equation has come up on this show. Absolutely no way. Hey, what year was that that uh they were in the uh mcdonald's um, all-american that's what on, i was trying like, to figure out I'll double check um 2004 i bet it's, well yeah howard was the first pick was the 04 yeah he was the first pick in 04 so so that was a year after lebron right or two uh one he was 03 one. wasn't he oh three i was thinking right yeah. yeah all right that's where i was i'm sorry i was just trying to and, that out. and that's Tim, what we were talking about. Tim, I'm I'm old enough where the TI eighty three was like two generations after what I had in high school and in college it didn't matter if you had, but high school I had the TI eighty one, I think, in high school. <laughs> it was an abacus? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not that old. I'm not David old. <laughs> Or Mason old, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mason just chooses to use an abacus rather than a graphing calculator. Mason chooses to be old. <laughs> he isn't. Wise he Whenever he hears that 70s music questions come in, boy, does he have them. Oh, man. Yeah, he's a ringer. All right. At the end of the second quarter, we have high scores, but we do have some separation. Bourbon for brunch has 230. 20 points behind a deluxe Thanksgiving, who have 250. And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Tim, how's your hip hop? Not good. Okay. No, sir. No, sir. Uh, it's Oscar's season. Oh. I thought you might be going Emmy or Grammy. I mean, Grammy season. I've already done a, a music one. I thought about it. Um, but we're doing, we're doing, not only do I love, um, movies, but I love coin flip. And so we oh. are coming back and bringing back the coin flip for the oh. halftime. Oh. Hi guys. <sighs> I was just going to say how much I hated the coin flip, but I'm so Good. glad it's gone. 
You were the last person to do the coin flip, and now I know, you brought and it back. I'm bringing it back. No, this is a flag. Because... Flag on the play. Both teams get a chance to answer questions. That's not how this works in halftime. Well, true. That's true. These are well, they're coin flippy questions, but um, they are pick a, pick one or pick the other. How's that? They're fifty oh. fifty toss ups. Oh, so, okay. All right. All right. You take one, David. I'll take the other. Can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it lands on the edge. Hopefully, too. this uh, <laughs> this this doesn't play harder than I I think it will. But we'll see. If it's a coin flip, it probably will play harder than you're expecting. Because it'll they're... probably play about fifty fifty. <laughs> Give or take. Give or take. All right. Question number one: Which boxing movie won more Oscars? Gosh, Million Dollar Baby or Rocky? God, we're gonna check in. All right, Deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in. So bourbon for brunch. You can talk it out. This is going to be close, Josh. This is going to be somewhere between like seven and ten for both of them. Well, so Rocky didn't have any actor winners, did it? No, but he was, uh, Sylvester Sloan was nominated. Yeah, this is wins, though, right? It is wins. Oh, it's wins. So I think, yeah, Million Dollar Baby had two acting wins, and didn't it win? Did it win Best Picture? No. It was nominated, but it had to have won some other things, didn't it? Or did it only win? Oh, the wait, two? no, no, it did. It did win Best Picture. Yes, it did win Best Picture. Um, so Hillary Swank won for it. Uh, so did, and I think Eastwood um, won for director. And uh, uh, did Freeman win? Yeah, Freeman won. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then it's going to be okay. So I think that Rocky won Best Picture, and I think it won screenplay. Probably one of the. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah, I think, I think now that you say that it's just winners, I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be million dollar baby. Yeah. Probably not by a lot, but, but I think a million dollar baby just was by having two actors. Yeah. So go with that. Yeah. Let's do that. And right, we're checking in with million dollar baby. All right. And deluxe Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure they're right. I had, I had pretty clear memories of million dollar baby winning exactly four. And I think these guys nailed it. It was director, best picture, best actress, and best supporting actor. And the only reason I remember that Rocky won fewer than that is that I once asked a coin flip question about which won more Academy Awards, Rocky or Raging Bull. And Raging Bull won more, Rocky won three. So Million Dollar Baby is the answer. Rocky won for best picture and best director and best editing, but lost all individual performance and other awards it was nominated for. Million Dollar Baby won Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Picture, and Best Director. So four to three million dollar baby is correct. Mm. Well done, teams. All right. Uh, this one may be a bit of a stretch, but hey, it's my game. Uh, which running movie won more Ox- Oscars? Okay. Oscars. Oscars. <laughs> uh, Chariots of Fire or Forrest Gump? Oh, Oh, <laughs> okay, that is a stretch. <laughs> That's more of a football movie than a running movie. But, uh, right, football well, slash. I well, was, I couldn't couldn't make I Chariots of Fire running. a football movie, so but I could I was, make it's like a jumper running movie. That's the that's the whole. When I got to the ocean, I he like turns around and just starts running the other direction. Yeah. I yeah. started running, running. 
I miss Jenna. <laughs> Jenna. I would never hurt you, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to check in. All right. The bourbon for brunch has checked in. So deluxe Thanksgiving, you guys can talk it up. So I feel like there's a bit of a trap here because I know Chariots of Fire won Best Movie, but I don't think it won that many. And Forrest Gump did really well at the Oscars. So Forrest Gump seems like the obvious answer, which is the only reason I don't want to go with it. But I still think it's Forrest Gump. Are you all right with that? I, Oscars could not be any further away from my wheelhouse. I mean, I I mean, I really asked you if Charlton Heston won for Chariots yeah. of Fire. So, yeah. I mean, that well, should tell you everything. All right. I, I, I love the idea of Charlton Heston just... <laughs> Running on the beach with so, guns a blazing, um, with, so, with two stone tablets. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what I was her, thinking. Right, like but in the chariot, but it's on that, fire. Oh, and then, that's and the then, wait, and then he gets, and then he gets to the end of the beach, and he sees the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Damn dirty <laughs> apes! <laughs> All right, we're gonna go with Forrest Gump. That's a great vision, though. <laughs> I love it. All right, my favorite Charlton Heston role is when he played the gas station. At, Attendant in Wayne's World too. Yes. Uh, and we have gotten a better actor for this. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon for brunch. What'd so you have? It feels like a trap. That's why I don't want to go with it. Yet we're gonna go with it as the answer. I, David, you make no sense when you talk. What do you mean? You said it feels like a trap answer. That's why I don't want to go with that answer. And then you went with that answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I was I was saying that was my hesitation, but I still felt strongly about it to overcome. I think, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Forrest Gump won six. It, it had it won picture, actor, director for sure, probably visual effects. Sound. It had to be wearing soundtrack, it's, right? Because... It was like. Like I said, I think it's six. I, I've looked at, at some of this stuff before. and yeah, Maybe screenplay, too. Yeah, But I just can't imagine Chariot's Fire got anywhere near that. I mean, no. they probably got within a couple, but I can't imagine they got more than six. It's a good movie, but it's, I mean, it's, it's no Tom Hanks, right? Huh? What? Sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well. we also checked in with Forrest Gump. All right. So Chariot's of Fire, one, picture screenplay costume design and of course score because that awesome Vandellas. right Vandellas uh was the first wb film to win a best picture since my fair lady in 1964 but it was not enough to overcome picture director actor adapted screenplay editing and visual effects for forrest gump well done. So, uh, so somebody got an Oscar for putting bo- some young men in short shorts. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They were they were well designed short shorts, sir. Um, that's why. Just Who wear short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I wear short shorts. <laughs> and now Mason has a graphic. No, we have a. We've devolved into a mirror commercial. <laughs> Um, that was Homer Simpson, by the way. Though I wear short shorts. <laughs> David, you doing all right? Somehow even worse. I, my partner has just my partner has just killed me. Um, yeah, you better go on to yeah whatever whatever you got. <laughs> I'm good. You do I'm it good. now before he can he yeah. collects himself. Tim, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> just keep I, keep it going, Tim. Uh, not um, having not having a constant train of thought. Just <laughs> it, just let's go. Come you on. like the visual. I, 
<laughs> the visual I was all in for. I'm in ben for that. I just, I didn't, trust me, that was not the most disturbing thing I've heard or said today, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he coached a seven-year-old soccer game. That's right. I, I was just thinking the same thing. Go Fireballs. Yeah, go, go Fireballs. fireballs. Oh, dude, is, that the, is that the title? Is that Go Fireballs? Go Fireballs. <laughs> fireballs for everyone. Good. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Which sports business movie won more Oscars? Jerry Maguire or Moneyball? Do you have an opinion here? Am I going out of my own again? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's just stay with the whole thing. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. We're, <laughs> you gotta you gotta we're, beat your We're gonna check in. All right. Uh Deluxe Thanksgiving, or maybe half of it, has checked in. Uh bourbon for brunch. You guys can talk it out. Okay, Jerry Maguire, Cuba Gooding Jr., one. And Correct. I think that's it. I think you're right. I but did Moneyball win any? I don't know if Moneyball won anything, which is fine with me, by the way. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if my opinion on that that movie has ever come through on the show before, but uh I don't I don't recall it winning anything. I know it was nominated for a handful, but I don't think it won anything. I don't think it did either. Which which the one make this a one to nothing victory then? It's for... a soccer score. Well, it's better than a nil nil draw. But uh, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a movie. I think the answer might be a movie I've never seen, and I'm probably never going to see it. So yeah, let's let's do it. Let's go with uh, what was the one that I said? Jerry Maguire. Yeah, that one, Jerry McIngwire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Deluxe, whose Thanksgiving has removed himself from the frame. Oh, then I'll take it. <laughs> uh, pretty sure Moneyball didn't win anything, uh, and you had a, you had me at Jerry Maguire, I think. Uh, so, I, and yes, I think Jerry Maguire only won one. Maybe it won two, and I just don't remember. But Cuba Gooding Jr. won for Best Supporting Actor, and so the answer we're going with Jerry Maguire as well. All right, well, Moneyball uh, was nominated for Picture, Actor, Supporting Actor, Adapted Screenplay, Editing, and Sound Mixing, and received one less Oscar than Rango that year. Wow. Uh, with zero. <laughs> uh, Jerry Maguire famously won with the most that famous Cuba Gooding speech that won one, so correct answer was Jerry Maguire. Poor Jonathan Lipnicki has had people asking him his entire life how much a human head weighs yeah it's true and they know dogs the answer and, they know dogs the answer and bees smell fear <laughs> i don't understand any of what you're talking about <laughs> that's okay and i'm, I'm very happy to not know okay. what you're talking about so okay, oh, jo- come on jerry Jonah- mcguire's a charming movie just, was- sure it might be i'm not gonna waste my time watching it Watch another Hallmark movie and then throw a little bit of football in the middle of it. It's the same thing. <laughs> Wait, so have you seen Moneyball, Josh? Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay, I didn't uh, have to see it. I saw the twenty, the two thousand two, um, NLB. We're not selling the true version. You mean guys. the true, true version? version. Yeah, right. yeah. Where they, where they had the Cy Young winner and the MVP on the team that you know that were scrappy. <laughs> Scrap. <laughs> Diamonds in the rough, if you will. Plus, they had the time of day wrong for one of the quintessential games in the playoffs. I'm like that. Anyway. 
semantics. No, because that's not semantics. No, because every game the Twins <laughs> played that season was in the was in the daytime. Is it, is it that difficult? To get, does a nighttime game make it that much more dramatic for a movie? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the natural – think of it. If the natural would have hit those lights in a day game, they never would have exploded like that. Right? Okay, that's a fictitious <laughs> movie. You can do whatever you want. No, it was a real one. And when he hit the lights, they played fanfare for the common man. Yes. <laughs> Do-do-do-do. They play it every time someone hits a home run at a Rangers game. Uh, Do they really? Yeah. Nobody knows. They don't have to pay for <laughs> no the rights knows. for that much. Then. <laughs> There's no way to tell. <laughs> All right. Now on to the second half. Did you give a score update? Oh, I did not give a score update. My apologies. It's it, just the same as it was before, only just more points for both teams. That's very oh. astute observation, Dan. It is indeed that. Um, the <laughs> current score is uh, Deluxe Thanksgiving. With 325 and a bourbon for brunch with 305. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be Lucky Sevens. Ooh, yeah, well, that was the so perfect, much game. For the perfect game. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I'm blaming it on you. <laughs> Lucky Seven. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth ten points. List number one. Name the seven New York Yankees captains since Lou Gehrig's tenure ended in 1939. List number two. Name the seven unique players who have scored 70 or more points in an NBA game. Question number three, or sorry, excuse me, list number three. Name the seven non-QB NFL players with the most touchdowns scored in the playoffs since 2020. Oof. All right, we're gonna we're going to take the New York Yankees captains, and we're going to check in. Damn it! Okay, come on. <laughs> I had a feeling whoever got that one might might have a good time with it. All right, the Bourbon Brunch Boys Triple B uh, has checked in with the seven Yankees captains since Lou Gehrig's tenure ended in 1939 when they abolished the captain. Uh, go ahead and start. All right, go working backwards. It's going to be uh, Aaron Judge, um, the captain himself, Derek Jeter, Mattingly, and then I think it's Gidry and Randolph in there, uh, Greg Nettles and Thurman Munson. 
The Bourbon Brunch men have named all seven of the Yankees captains since Lou Gehrig's tenure ended in 1939. Well done. So, yes, they abolished the captain after Gehrig died, and Steinbrenner was like, ah, screw you guys. And I'm bringing it back anyway, and he gave it to Thurman Munson. <laughs> I, did a question, I did a question about team okay. captains not too long ago, and the it was looking at the Yankees list that made me think of doing it in the first place so Uh, this is fairly fresh in my mind well did you know fun fact babe ruth was the captain of the yankees for six whole days in 1922 (laughs) but he got removed from the role after he ran into the stands to confront a heckler who had called him a piece of cheese i mean i guess I'd be offended, too. Um, that fan pulled a knife on Ruth. They broke the fight up, and then they stripped Ruth of his captaincy. So there you go. Don't call Babe Ruth a piece of cheese is the moral of the story. Or wow. do, I guess. All right. It turned out all Gouda for them after that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I apologize. I was just trying one. to think of another cheese pun, and I just was completely thrown off. I'll come back. Come back to me. Come back to me. I'll get, I'll get it. <laughs> All right, uh, that next list choice will go to the Deluxe Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're going to take list number two. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Let me just make sure that was the number two. The, which yeah, one was the, the, NB, the NBA, NBA one? players? Yeah, sorry, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, and we're not going to do any luck strategy here. We're just going to go for it and play fair. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Wait, hang on a second. Three, four, five. Did we call off seven when we were just chatting? Seven. Um, because he didn't do it, you said, but he did. And wait, who am I missing now? Hold on, I gotta check our chat real quick. We're we're gonna we're almost ready. We'll we'll check in. Deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in with their list of the seven players, unique players who have scored seventy or more points in an NBA game. So go ahead and start your list. From, I think, most obvious to least obvious, Will Chamberlain. Yes, that's correct. Kobe Bryant. That is correct. David Robinson. That is correct. Then some recent guys. um, Booker. That is correct. Mitchell. That is correct. I go back to NC State's own David Thompson. That is correct. And I believe Elgin Baylor is on the list. The Deluxe Thanksgiving has run the list of seven players who scored 70 or more points in a game. Uh, Chamberlain is the only player to have multiple 70-point games, and he's done it six times. Six times. Um, And if you go down the list, he's done it nine more times between, I think, 70 and 65. So a guy like to score. More ways than one, am I right? Hey, all right, easy. <laughs> Thanks, folks. I'll be here all week. All right, a hundred in one night. <laughs> I meant points. <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves the final list, which is the non QB uh, QBs with the most touchdowns scored in the playoffs since two thousand and twenty, according to StatHead.com, the home for questions that. Eric needs it in the last minute. I almost went back to 2000 for this, and those that would have been tougher, I think. So I just said 2020. So while they're thinking, just to make sure, since includes 
in your mind? Or do you really mean since like at the end no, of No, sorry, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Sorry. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. We're ready to check in. All right. Bourbon for Brunch has checked in. So let's hear your list of players with the most touchdowns scored in the playoffs since the 2020 season. All right. Uh, first, we're going to go with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is number one on the list with nine. Uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is tied for second on the list with six. We're going to go Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is also tied for second on the list with six. Next, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is tied for seventh or sixth on the list with four. Next, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is the final player tied at second with six touchdowns. That was five of them, right? So then uh, next we're going with DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is the other player tied with four touchdowns with Mike Evans at number seven. And that was six of them, right? That is six. And lastly, we're going to go with T. Higgins. T. Higgins is not on the list. He is tied for number eight on this list with a, quite a few other players. All right, so there is one answer remaining. It is number five on the list. Yeah, honestly, Tim, I really, I really don't. I'm not going to get the seventh one here. I'm not. I, I had, I had five names down that I was relatively confident of, and I think those were five of the first six they called out. I, I don't. I mean, McCaffrey probably scored three this year, but obviously wouldn't have had any prior to this year, so he doesn't have enough, right? right. So I, I'm not. Saquon, like again, same kind of thing. He probably had two or three this year, but didn't do anything the last couple of years, right? So I'm just trying to think of who. That's the problem. I have a recency bias. Right. Um, but this so question I, is a recency bias. Well, that's the true. I mean, I'm in a very, I've made an extreme recency. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the, the last week, last few bias. weeks, recency bias. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, honestly, Tim, whatever you got, I, I, go for it. Just call somebody out. I, I don't. I don't have any. I have no lean whatsoever. I mean, all right. Let me, let me, let me, let me just, let me just ease you down a little bit here. We're not going into the fourth quarter with the lead no matter what. So it really doesn't matter that much. I know, but I'd really like to throw a perfect game and still lose. I think that would be the most gepping thing to do. Uh, I really want that so bad. Uh, I just think it would be fantastic. Uh, I, I, for, for you, I should work a little harder then. Damn it. Okay, I guess we can cut this part out. Um, yeah, sure, you can. Even though this is the part know, you're supposed Dan, to leave in. Dan's got the door locked. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Dan doesn't. No, no, no. The, no, the mind palace does not help for stuff like this. It only for me. It only like, helps. So it's not a. It, 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 I mean, like Mark Andrews is another option, but I think that he's prolifically been bad at in the playoffs. Um, that you know, I'm just thinking of other teams that would have that are there every year and that might have had somewhat of a deep run all right so there you go so let's 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 concentrate on that like who's there every year i think we've i think we've crossed off on all the chiefs right right i mean and any, the Bengals, like the, the Bengals, like chase yeah i was gonna say chase but i think gonna have to score a ton because it's only two years it's only two years but they've had obviously they've had a lot of games um 
but I don't think he had more than a couple that I remember last this year. And so the question is, how many did he have? But yet, right. And he didn't have the buy though. That's the other thing is that like, they're not, you know, like now the only one team gets the buy rather than two last year. Right. The other question is, okay, so how about the bills? Did the bills have, because the bills have had a couple of uh, deep runs in a row. If we're going to talk about the Bengals, we might as well talk about the bills. Right. So well, you could go, I mean, you go Dawson Knox, like at the at tight end, or are you going to go Diggs? I, I, you know, but I mean, Diggs didn't do anything. What they played, they played. So Dawson Knox is interesting. I seem to remember him scoring. A... And there's no other running backs that we're thinking about that we missed, right? Sometimes they turn over, right? So Henry's I the mean, only one that I can think of because he missed, no. he made it. But all right, forget it. Let's go. All right, Dawson Knox, check it in. Eric, before you go on, just mm-hmm. want to say that we came down to both Higgins and Knox decide to decide which one we were going to go with for our last one. So if if that actually ends up being the right one, yeah, good on you. Yeah. All right. So the um, the player that has five touchdowns has played in every playoff since twenty twenty. So twenty twenty. 2021 and 2022 he's played in seven games uh he started six of them and scored five touchdowns and his name cue the backup truck <laughs> dawson yeah oh. well, what can you do well done sir i really wish i knew how many touchdowns aj brown had because it's got to be close AJ brown has two aj no, brown, AJ brown was has injured zero. last year yeah. And he might have been injured at the playoffs the previous season as well. He uh, um, he has been hurt a lot. He's been on my fantasy team for a couple of years, and this year he finally paid off. AJ Brown has two, and he scored them both with Tennessee, and he has zero oh, this year. He didn't catch any this year, so it must have been two nope. seasons ago. Yeah. Really? I, I think he was injured oh, last year. Maybe well, was, uh, it had to be see. Smith that was catching them then. Yes, so Smith Tim, really. Tim, I just want to say I, I applaud you for keeping me in there because I think I threw in the towel about four times and then went into the ring and retrieved it and then threw it in again, retrieved it. So <laughs> the so. Um, other names that were thrown around, Jamar Chase, he has three. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he also has three. McCaffrey has three and this year in three yeah. games. Um, so some other names of guys that uh, have been in playoffs a while but you may not realize have had a lot of touchdowns. Uh, so... Um, let me see. Byron Pringle of the um, Once you Kansas pop, City you can't stop, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has three. Uh, oh, Devin he Singletary. was because he would have been the Packers that, and then the Chiefs. Yeah, and then the Chiefs. That's what I was saying, David, when I said Packers wide receivers. Like, that yeah. was where uh, I was getting at. You know what? For um, some reason, I was focused on guys that were with one team except for Hill. And then, I, I don't, I, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the guys tied at three are Jamar Chase, Gronkowski, Nicole Hardman, uh, Higgins, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Brian Pringle, Debo Samuel, Dalton Schultz, which is three more than he catches any year in Dallas, Boston Scott, Devin Singletary, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and anyone on the opposing team that Dak Prescott is throwing to. Right, exactly. (laughs) This is is the kind of question that he would have done in his sleep. Like, he would have just gone, like, with a notepad when he's talking in his sleep, just written down what he said, and he could have, you know. I want to point out in this uh, audio medium that we have here that Eric Walling is wearing his Kansas City Chiefs shirt right now. So the Cowboys are on the back burner. They are. I don't know who you're talking about. At least not until next year. All right. Well, well done, gentlemen. We at the end of the third quarter have a score 
of bourbon for brunch. Taking the lead with 435, but a deluxe Thanksgiving on their heels with 405. All right, David, we're going to bet zero all the way through the fourth nope. quarter. Okay? Then you don't. Then you don't <laughs> to have a perfect game. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I'm got to maximize can't your points. Not score and not get alls. I don't yeah. know how that works. My Gordy and I bad. tried to do that once. It didn't work out well. Just so you know. <laughs> that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as "Put Your Fours Up." This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question number one, speaking of Dwight Howard in basketball. Question number two, speaking of Leo Messi in soccer. Question number three, speaking of Robert Griffin III in well, I'm going to let you guess. Probably football. Um, in football. And question number four, speaking of playoff touchdowns in also football. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one, and speaking of Dwight Howard, while Dwight averaged a double-double, his 32 double-doubles in his rookie season wasn't even the highest total for a rookie that year. What rookie top 10 pick led the class with 47 double-doubles that year? We're going to check in. All right. Bourbon for brunch has checked in. So deluxe Thanksgiving. You guys can talk it out. Yeah. So neither of us is that good at remembering exactly who's what draft. One thing I do remember was, so Tim was sort of asking, was positing it could be assists or rebounds, but that's an awful lot of assists for a rookie. They just, they're just not, Double-doubles in the points and assists is just nowhere near as common as points and rebounds. So what I do remember is that there was some tension about whether the Magic were actually going to take Dwight Howard or they might take Emeka Okafor, who went to the Bobcats, who traditionally stink. And somebody's got to rebound when the other team misses the ball. So it seems logical to be Emeka Okafor. That's my thinking. Yeah. Um, you said Iguodala, uh, who's I actually... I think he was that draft, but like the thing is that small forwards don't get as many double doubles because they're obviously not getting a lot of, I mean, he, that guy's a swing, right? I mean, like he, he maybe, I don't know, maybe he's a two guard, maybe he's a small forward, but like, but Iguodala, like he's not going to get an assist or rebounds. <laughs> so right. it he's, seems unlikely. He's very Pippin-esque, very Pippin-esque, like that small uh, forward Pippen, type Pippen would have had a much better shot to getting them than, than, uh, than Iguodala. Uh, um, so Iguodala is from my hometown, from here. From Springfield, oh, Illinois, nice. and so uh, like it, like I live not even a mile and a half from Andre Iguodala Way or Drive or whatever it is called. But yeah, and I watched him in high school and whatnot. So the other guy, by the way, who was in that draft, I think was Al Jefferson, who was underrated, but he didn't really come on until later. And I don't think he would be. And he wasn't even he couldn't have been a top ten pick. So Walling did specifically say it was a top ten pick, right? Yeah, yeah with rookie top ten pick. So I, I'm I can't think of anybody else, and I don't know. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing. The top 10 pick thing's kind of throwing me a little bit just because in the new I, uh, I think that if it would have been the number two pick, I, would, I think it would have been a top five pick, like you would have said, instead of, I think it's no. somebody in that. No, no. You know I'll think? tell you what. No, because, well, I mean, okay, I could just tell you how I frame these questions, but like that's not necessarily indicative of anything. 
But I can tell you, if he just said first round, it would have been too hard and too unrealistic that somebody would remember that. If he said top five, that would have really constrained it. Top 10 gives a little bit of a push, a little bit of a nudge, but not really gives it away. I really think it's Okafor. I'm going to stick to my guns here. Okay, I'm with you. All right, we're going to check in with Emeka Okafor. All right, and bourbon for brunch? What did you all have? So we're trying to go through the draft, and Josh says, what, it was Ben Gordon, Emeka Okafor, and that made me think, wait a minute, somebody had to do something for the Bobcats that year. That's exactly what I thought when, when David said that. It's like, he, he was all they had. So um, we also checked in with Emeka Okafor for 100. Well, yes, the, uh, the top 10 was thrown in there because Andre Iguodala was the number nine pick that year, and Lou Aldang was the number seven pick that year. Nice. Um, but averaging 15.9 points and 10.9 rebounds, which was fourth in the league that year, everybody kind of forgets how good of a player Emeka Okafor was. So points all around. Josh, yeah, was that one of the years that the, the Timberwolves didn't get a pick in the first, uh, in the first round? That might've been. Did we say how much we wagered there? I don't think we did. By the way, Eric, we also wagered a hundred points. Oh, sorry. Fancy that. Uh, that would be uh, at the bottom of the first round is listed forfeited pick Minnesota Timberwolves. But uh, Minnesota's own Chris Humphreys was in that draft. I remember that. Do you need Mr. Kardashian? Well, briefly, very briefly, <laughs> super briefly. Wait, Mr. Mr. Kardashian is not Mr. an exclusive Kardashian. title. No, the, um, there's then, too many of those. You actually yes, have exactly. Well, they, they all are uh, briefly Mr. Kardashian, just so <laughs> you know. Al Jefferson was in that was in that draft, and he yep. did he did spend some time in Minnesota, and he got and a bunch of double doubles because that was another was, team that somebody had to do something on. Right. The scores have changed, but the difference has not. So we will move on to question number two, which is speaking of Leo Messi, and this is a pretty straightforward question, guys. I want you to tell me, true or false, Leo Messi has won a golden boot at a World Cup. I, I, I think we're okay. I think we can try. Right. Okay, I'm good with it. Bourbon for brunch? Let's check in. Uh, Deluxe Thanksgiving. You guys have a minute or two to talk it out? Well, minute, we're, we're playing we're playing a little game theory with walling here like if the answer were true it wouldn't be a very interesting question i know that sounds weird but once again i feel like i feel like the answer has to be false there's i don't think he's won and i and i feel like the, re, the reason that i'm saying that is that i feel like he's never played that i never i feel like one of the things with him is that he never quite rises to the occasion of the world cup i mean he's the best argentina has ever done was this year. And I mean, that he, sorry, that he's, that he's played and we know he didn't win it this year. So I feel like the answer is false, but there's a bit of a banana in the tailpipe thing going on. What do you think, Tim? I really think that 2014, they had a run. I really thought I saw that he had won it in 2014 and they had won the golden boot then. Where was the world cup in 2014? Was that the one that was in Brazil? I don't know. Maybe I feel, I, I feel like it Rio. Was, wait a minute. It's twenty twenty two was the last one, so it would have been eight years ago. So it was somewhere outside Europe because that was go Europe, not Europe, Europe. So 
I think that was the one that was in Brazil. No, that would have been that would have been Europe. Then again, are you saying then? No, 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 no. They, they alternated. Twenty twenty two was outside Europe. Twenty eighteen was. Oh, Europe. I got you. I got you. Would have yeah, been outside yeah, yeah, Europe. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, yep, so, yep, yep, yep. so I think that was the one that was in Brazil because it was around the time of the Olympics in in Rio, and I don't remember Argentina doing well there. Brazil got Brazil got trounced. Argentina got. I feel like they didn't do well. I don't think he won it then. I really don't. But I don't. I, the only time I pay attention to soccer at all is during the World Cup, and I don't pay attention to who wins the Golden Boot. Because you're right. I think the, now you say that though, like you're right that uh, Brazil got trounced by Germany. Was That's that right. in the semis? Yes, it was in the semis, and they lost like you know eight to one and or so. It was something ridiculous, right? I don't remember. I don't remember because my only thought was I thought that the, that Argentina made it to the quarter or the semis that year. It was my thought. And and if that's the case, then I know that's not true because Brazil didn't play Argentina for the fourth place. And I know that Argentina didn't play for the in the final. See what I'm saying? Like that was my that was my main thought. I, I don't know. I mean, eight years ago, that's his prime. That was my other thought. I mean, he's 26, 27 then. I'll I'll follow you. Know more about soccer than I do. I I I just think game theory, it just seems like it has to be false. I think the answer is false. You decide. Like that's right. my vote is false, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hell bent on it. Well, I'm gonna go false because then it's your fault. <laughs> Done. Uh, I like the way you think, Tim. Yes, Gibbing. that's. I right. like the way you think. All right, and bourbon for brunch. What did it's you all have? Really interesting that you said 2014 might have been the year that he did it because 2014 is the only year that I can't account for the winner of the Golden Boot. It was Mbappe this year. It was um, Kane before that. And then 06 and 10 were both Germans, uh, um, Klose and uh, and Mueller. And Ronaldo was before that. So we said no. We said that he didn't win one. But if he did, it was in 2014. Yeah, I mean, from the podcast I listened to, that was kind of the rap on him is that he couldn't deliver a World Cup and that yes. he actually, like, he he underperformed mostly in world cups often. So that's where when that's where I was leaning and, and Dan was in that same place. So, yeah. So, and what turned out to be a more complex question than you guys gave it credit for on the surface, uh, Dan, you did hit it. The hat trick by Mbappe in the final this year, put him one goal over Leo Messi. So he did not win this year. And Harry Kane also, one in 2018. And you're right. In 2014, they did not have a great year in Brazil. They went to the finals and lost. Um, one to nothing. But one Messi nothing. only. Uh, but the leading scorer that year, uh, the hottest name on the planet after that, Colombia's James Rodriguez. Uh, Tomas Mueller in 2010. Miroslav Kloza in 2006. And then we start getting outside of Messi's uh, career. Therefore, Messi has never one, a golden boot at a World Cup. Well done. Points for everyone. So let's go on to question number three, which is speaking of Robert Griffin III. All right. RG3 and his wide receiver pal Kendall Wright were both selected in the first round of the 2012 NFL draft. But since then, Baylor has had a less than stellar draft record. Who is the only Baylor alum to have been drafted in the first round since then, having been selected in the first round of the 2016 NFL draft? Should we go with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to check in. All right, Bourbon for Brunch has checked in. So the deluxe giving experience, um, you guys have about a, I'm going to give you about a minute to talk it out. 
We're both staring into space because I don't think we have any leads at all. Yeah, ship it in, David. We're done, dude. I mean, I, I, Tim said to me, can you name any name people that went to Baylor? And I said, Michael Johnson, the sprinter, Brittany Griner. <laughs> I think <laughs> I said to him, I think Willie Nelson went to Baylor. They, none of these are useful, by the way. But I Don just, Baylor may have gone there. I had a doubt Don Baylor went to Baylor. The they actually nose. named it. They, he didn't because they named it after him. <laughs> but they, they would have named it after Elgin Baylor called, first. It's called Don when he went there. Hey, I've never seen anyone more willing to take a fastball off the forearm than Don Baylor. <laughs> oh, he was. That guy would stick his hand, yeah. his his forearm into the strike zone. Yeah. And get hit and not even flinch. Yeah. Rizzo, Rizzo's right there. I think Rizzo's pretty damn close. I think I've seen him. Baylor had the record for the most hit by pitches for a long time. Okay, now you just distracting me worse. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, matter. Not, David. It doesn't make any difference. Come on, it's easy. We don't know this. Whatever you want to say, man. I'm good. Brittany Griner's fine. I don't. You know, like well, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna name famous Baylor alums. We should go for Willie Nelson. Right. I, I, I don't know this. I mean, I think it has to be offensive just because I was thinking I was trying to open up our minds as far as the defensive side, but. I mean, as prolific as their offense has been for years and years and years, there's no other option than it's got to be some type of. Obviously, it's not a wide. Uh, I'm sorry, quarterback. But any chance that Chris Chelios, Chris Chelios, or you know any of those guys going to Baylor? Right, Coco, Coco we'll Crisp, and Yora. Maybe Coco Crisp. I don't know. Uh, I don't know any wide receivers that came. Do you know any wide receivers that came out of Baylor? Yeah, the one he. Yes, the one in the question. Right. Uh, <laughs> I need an answer, gentlemen. I, I we don't we don't know. We're gonna go yeah. with Willie Nelson. I, honestly, we don't. We just don't have it. It's gonna be Coco Crisp. <laughs> no, it's good. I've just I've given up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, man. All right. So checking in with either Willie Nelson or Coco Crisp. I'll let you check in with both of those. I'm That's great. Generous. <laughs> um. You. All right. And the uh, the bourbon for brunch, gentlemen. What did you have? Yeah, we were in the same kind of line of thought, Tim, that we're like, they were prolific offenses. I don't recall a quarterback being up in the top, and we were both thinking wide receiver. And then when I thought about the 2016 draft, I knew the Vikings were desperate for a wide receiver, and they ended up drafting drafting Laquan Treadwell because there was a, a run of some receivers before him, which I remembered, which were uh, Dotson and uh, Fuller. But then Dan said no earlier, and he picked, uh, which we do believe is the right answer, Corey Coleman for 100 points. Who? Well, the, <laughs> I the mean, Josh, will you give him that one? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let him have that one for free because they just lost their perfect game. So The 2015 Fred Bolitnikoff Award winner for the nation's best wide receiver finished his Junior year with 75 catches, 1,300 yards, and 20 touchdowns, and was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in the uh, in the 2016 draft. The correct answer is Corey Coleman. Mm. Well done, gentlemen. I would have taken. I would have loved any of the other those other three. I mean, even Corey Coleman, who hasn't had. Uh, uh, I don't even know if he's still in the league or not, but certainly hasn't had a great career. <laughs> can't be any worse than Laquan Treadwell. Although he's still in the league, I know, oddly enough. We've got a bit of a separation here. Uh, bourbon for brunch now at 735 and a deluxe Thanksgiving with 505. Question number four. 
in speaking of playoff touchdowns, name the two players with the longest touchdown runs in Super Bowl history. One pulled off a 75-yard feat in the extra-large Super Bowl, and the other turned in a game-changing 74-yarder in Super Bowl 18. We're going to check in. All right. Deluxe Thanksgiving has checked in for the last time, so bourbon for brunch. You can talk it out. Okay. So um, Marcus Allen's going to be the one, the 74-yarder. Okay. Um. Okay, so the XL, that's Steelers and Seahawks. Yep, I agree. 75-yard run, that that wasn't Jerome Bettis. Um, no, no. Who was, his, who was the lightning to his thunder? Unless it was Sean Alexander, but I don't think it was him. I don't think it was him either. I know he had a pretty good game, but I don't, you know, yards-wise, but... Is that Willie Parker? Yes. Is that who that is? Yes. Oh. Yes, that was Willie Parker. Yes. Yes. That had to be him then, right? I mean, yes. I, I don't remember that run. I don't but... remember the run, but he was definitely on that team and like was still good for a couple seasons, bef- you know, right around there as well. Yes, that was Willie Parker then. Yeah. All right. Let's let's check that in. Willie Parker for 100. All right. And Deluxe Thanksgiving. What did you have? Did they just. Okay. So well, we, I guess, no, we checked it with. We, we, we wait, had, hey, I heard what they checked oh, in with. <laughs> no, um, he said the he said we the said it earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Said yeah. what earlier? <laughs> it doesn't make Marcus any Allen. We said that one earlier. Yeah, yeah. He did say that one. He said right at yeah. the beginning that he knew it was uh, Marcus Allen for the seventy-four yarder. It doesn't matter, gentlemen. You can it get it wrong matter. and still win. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, but Dan had the right point. answer for that. I agreed. One, so. Agreed. Yeah, we said the same thing. Uh, David said, I know Margaret Allen is one of them. And I said, XL, that means 40, right? He said, yes. And that's all I had to contribute. And he said, uh, Parker. I go, Willie. And that's, that's, that's when we got to Willie Parker and, uh, Marcus. Willie Parker. Yes. Went to, uh, was a North Carolina guy, actually. Willie Parker. Jesus Christ! It doesn't that seem like every person How is from North Carolina or Oregon? Best to... Yeah, Oregon or, or Jewish for the Red Sox or went to Brown. And sadly, or... that guy from Baylor yeah. is none of those things. I just want to point that. Yeah, out. And that's why I'm sure he wasn't Jewish. Of all the guys I wish wore yarmulke, that was the guy. I you're, certain, you're certain that Corey Coleman is not Jewish? I can't be sure. I, I, he's I, not on my list. Yeah. He's not. Listen annoying. to this song. Is he, and, is he in your Rolodex? Wait, I, you, you had never heard the name, so apparently, how would he be on your list? So. I've listened to the song many times. No Corey Coleman in it. I promise <laughs> you. I've never heard it. Has he been on any covers of JAM? Yes, <laughs> they said the Jewish Athletes Monthly. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, uh, so. Both teams will be receiving points. Indeed, the um, for the LA Raiders, the seventy-four yarder was Marcus Allen, and actually that turned out he the run. I watched the video of the run, and if you ever if you get a chance, the run is amazing. Like it looks like he's going to get tackled in the backfield, and then he breaks the entire thing. And then uh, the Willie Parker one came on while my son was getting his haircut at Sports Clips today. So I was like, oh man, I kind of forgot about that, and that inspired the question. So yes. Willie Parker and Marcus Allen were the correct answers. So fun fact, when you look up Super Bowl 18, and I'm sure it'll be gone tomorrow, but according to Wikipedia, 
1984 Super Bowl, the last time the Raiders were relevant. The Super Bowl was mostly watched on 13-inch black and white TVs with rabbit ears. Redirects here. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently if you type that in, in your web browser, it will take you to Super Bowl 18. (laughs) Wait, if you type, wait, if you type what? What do you have to type in? If you type in the sentence or the, the statement, 1984 Super Bowl, the last time the Raiders were relevant, the Super Bowl was mostly watched on 13-inch black and white TVs with rabbit ears. It redirects to Super Bowl 18. <laughs> that is really funny. I, I, I will tell you this. I remember clearly watching that Marcus Ellen run live. but so And, I was, and it was not with rabbit ears. So, But yes. Uh, they, they were relevant in the O2. Yeah, they were. They were. That's <laughs> Just the O2. The O2. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. A deluxe Thanksgiving took a perfect game into the ninth and gave up a bloop single to Corey Coleman and finishes <laughs> with 605 points. But our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted, uh, we'll call it a Antoine Randall L Award, with 835 points, is bourbon for brunch? Mr. Gavang, is there anything you would like to say that you didn't say last time you were on here uh, before we call it a night? Yeah, I just have to say, it doesn't hurt that we lost at all. It just hurts that we lost the perfect game and we still could have lost. Like, that really would have, I mean, inventing new ways to lose. (laughs) Really, that is what I'm looking for right now. Very on brand. I, I... Speaking of the Rolodex, like it's just that I'm, I'm just I keep spinning it and trying to figure out and putting my finger in where to stop. And I thought this one would have really taken the cake, going perfect game, and then, but no. If you were Fuck looking you. in my Rolodex for Corey Coleman, you weren't probably going to find him. Just saying, no, well, he wasn't in multiple Rolodex. Rolodexes though. That or the Jewish one, either. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what Rolodex to look at. You know, I really don't. And uh, I, I think just, David uses microfiche for uh, his Jewish athletes. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, no, it's all good. We, I had, we, we, we had a. I mean, David, we had a hell of a run, my friend. We, we did. made a good one, and so it was fun. Microfiche. Good times. Right. Nobody's we, gonna get that. Who's under the age of forty-five? I know. <laughs> we've had wait. We have had references to um, Timberland. We bookended this with Timberland and Magoo and um, Uncle Luke, and then on the other end we had Microfiche. Mm-hmm. So we have just and like, Mr. Magoo. And, and don't Mr. forget, Mr. What, what did you say about Babe Ruth and how he? Uh, what did, oh, he yeah, and and yeah, and remember, kids, don't call anyone a piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> they come charge at you. That is all right. Well, this silliness, um, this silliness is going to come to a close. Mr. Gavang, thank you for joining us tonight. And on behalf of Josh, Tipsy Dan, Luke, and myself, I'd like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Tribute Podcast. And until next time. We'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. 
You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP. Microfiche. <laughs> Watch out for that cheese, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, the cheese, oh, Jimmy Dugan. I guess, unlike me, you you guys probably don't spend time on the website Jew or Not a Jew. <laughs> no, is I don't. Like hot or not? No, but I am now. Is that like hot or not? Every time you host, I'm gonna go in there. <laughs> are we off the? Uh, are you, are you, you want me to stop recording? Then? You're recording. Yeah, you were not right you. now.